you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life, we understand how it is. Lawrence goes downfield, and the catch is made. Tua goes deep for Waddle, got him in stride. Touchdown, Alabama. Pat's interference. Jalen Hurts solidified himself. He will go down as probably one of my favorite players of all time. There are two kings of college football, but one of them's wearing the crown. Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become just like the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. Don't you find it kind of shocking we haven't been taken off iTunes yet? Hey everyone, Christian Miller here, former Alabama linebacker number 47, and you're listening to Pat's Interference. What is good, everybody? Hope you're having a great week so far. Uh, You're listening to Pat's Interference, a college football podcast. This is Patrick Brickman, a.k.a. Jason Derulo. That's right, I am riding solo today. My uh, normal co-host, Patrick Norwood, is taking the week off for a pretty big reason. And I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, I'll get through the nitty-gritty here. Again, this is a college football podcast. We talk um, top 25, we talk non-top 25, we talk about basically whatever we want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's with an apostrophe S, Pat's Interference on Facebook. And you can email us at Pat's Interference at gmail.com. So, like I said, I'm riding solo this week for a pretty big reason. Patrick Norwood, my normal uh, co-anchor, co-host, co-pilot, if you will, is getting married. He's getting married in less than 48 hours, and I'm super proud of him. I really am. It's, uh, it's cool. I'm, I'm, again, I'm recording this. This is uh, Wednesday night. I'm getting, on a, I'm getting in the car tomorrow, driving eight hours to Durham to go see him uh, marry his betrothed Jade Stoner. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Panda Express. Uh, Panda Express, a great place to go. Look, go to your local Panda Express, the closest one near you, and make sure you order the, um, uh, the, 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 what's it called? Um, I can't even think of it. The, the honey walnut shrimp. Make sure you order the honey walnut shrimp. That stuff is to die for. Last time I actually went to Panda Express, I got two fortunes in my fortune cookie. They're today's sponsor, but I want to get back to the matter at hand, and that is the Norwood Stoner Wedding. Um, I'm going to say a couple words to Patrick Norwood right now. I doubt he'll ever listen to this episode, but if he does, that's awesome. Dude, I'm proud of you. I am very proud of the step you're about to take. It's the right step, but you know that. You know that. You've been through your trials and tribulations, and, and here we are, less than 48 hours until the day that you get married and you were no longer a single man. So that's that's a bummer for women everywhere else. But, you know, it's funny. You're an Alabama football fan. We talk all the time. And sometimes we even joke about it, about how everything is ratcheted up a little bit as an Alabama fan. There's really only two realities to a football season. Two outcomes, right? You can get mad at this here and this there, but every good play... Every bad play, mistake, non-mistake, win, not win, leads to one of two outcomes. Success and not success. Success equaling they won the national championship and not success being any outcome that's not that, right? That's what it means to be an Alabama football fan. If you didn't win a national championship, then that season will not be looked upon as a successful season. Well, buddy, I got to tell you one thing. You'll never need to worry about 
that with Jade. Every single morning you wake up next to that beautiful woman, you'll know that you've won the national championship of marriage, <laughs> of being married. No, uh, she's great. You're great. You guys are going to be awesome, and I cannot wait to stand next to you on Friday as you say uh, those two uh, magic words and right off into your happily ever after. All right, enough of the sappy stuff for the people that don't know either of us personally. I'm sorry you had to sit through that. Um, again, like I said, because I'm going solo today, I'll probably keep it short. Um, you know, if you live and die by this podcast and you just have to know, you know, our thoughts on last week of college football, sorry, you're only getting 50%, but I guess I need to get you the, uh, the, the drug that is listening to this podcast before you can go into next week, because I know you'll be lost without us. So getting into what was, um, week seven of college football. Week 7 brought us our first real moment, real upset, real tangible big deal, if you ask me. We've been complaining the last couple weeks that there has not been enough oomph to this season, have we not? Well, we got that. Um, and I'm just going to get right into the big game, the, the big upset, because it was an 11 a.m. game, right? You saw South Carolina beat Georgia. 20-17 to 17 double overtime in a game that neither team wanted to win. And um, this is one of those games where I really wish Norwood was here because he would probably be going off on Georgia right now. Um, I guess I'll say pump the brakes on, on, on saying that Georgia's finished this season, but there's some real caution going toward that team. Here's why. South Carolina did not score in the second half of that game. Uh, their last score was right before halftime, pick six of Jake Fromm, who was uh, probably played his worst game at Georgia in Athens, by the way. This was in Athens. He threw three picks. 295 through the air, which is more than he normally achieves, but that was mostly out of pure necessity. Um, three picks. Two of them were really his fault. One of them was probably the receiver's fault, but that's a huge loss for Kirby Smart because the offense looked anemic in that second half, right? They went down, you know, into halftime, down seven, uh, down a touchdown, 17-10, and they just could not do anything until the very end of that game. And then a penalty is really the reason why it even went to overtime. So don't say that they're finished, but not a great look for Kirby Smart, right? With the way Florida's playing, I'll get into Florida in a minute, that game against LSU was fantastic. Um, With the way Florida's playing, um, and the way Alabama and LSU are playing, you could make a case for two more losses on that schedule. Um, going back to the top, you know, Alabama, Texas A&M, Alabama wins 47-28. Tua Tungvaluwa goes under 300 yards on the day, but nobody cares. Uh, he had a decent game. He was a little off, but uh, Alabama's pass rush came back in a big way in this game. Um, the run game's uh, coming together. Uh, and really, you know, once the defense works some kinks out, if they work some kinks out, they might not, but we've said it all season, you know, this offense is going to be too much to keep up with, uh, despite the quote unquote defensive struggles, uh, Clemson destroys Florida state. I don't know why everybody fell in love with Florida state last week, thinking this was an upset alert game. I wasn't even close to that. Honestly, um, Clemson's Clemson's dormant. They're very dormant. They're just sort of floating through the season. And they had their wake-up call against North Carolina. They almost lost. They didn't. That was the, that was the moment, right? That, that was it right there. 
That was the moment that we could have given Clemson a chance to, to trip up. They didn't. Then they had their bye week, right? North Carolina didn't take, take care of business. And now Clemson's back to being Clemson. Uh, they throttled FSU. Trevor Lawrence didn't have to do anything in this game. And they still throttled FSU. FSU could get out of their way. Um, I'm going down the top 25 as of last week, by the way, um, in order. So, and that brings us to number seven, Florida, number five, LSU, the best game of the week, um, that and, uh, Red River shootout. LSU wins at 42-28, but I will say, I earned a lot of respect for Florida. I hadn't been able to decide if I thought they were good this season, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what they've put together. Their season's not over. They control their destiny. Um, they played at LSU night game, and they did not flinch. They did not budge. They did not blink. They came punching, um, and they very well could have won this game if it weren't for two, uh, two mistakes by uh, Kyle Trask, who played well other than those two mistakes. So a lot of respect both ways. LSU is an absolute problem, um, especially offensively. Uh, this doesn't feel like a couple years ago when Leonard Fournette was leading the charge and you know they got up to number two number one Leonard Fournette was the September Heisman and then they got throttled by Bama this doesn't feel like that this feels like a team that's a real problem and that game in in Tuscaloosa now LSU's up to number two by the way that's going to be huge we could be looking at another game of the century Red River shootout um entertaining game Uh, Oklahoma wins it by a touchdown it felt like they won it by more Oh, but Texas really gave themselves a chance there in the second half. Jalen Hurts had a had a pretty good game. Not his best game at, o- at Oklahoma, but 235 through the air, 131 on the ground. He had a couple turnovers, had a couple touchdown passes. CeeDee Lamb was the big story in this game. He was a man on a mission. And, uh, I, I said I gained respect for Florida. I lost respect for Texas in this game. I feel the same way about Oklahoma as I have all season. Um, really good offense. A touch... Not a touch worse than last year, but negligible. And their defense is playing so much better that that they are an absolute title contender. But Texas's defense was a, was atrocious, was abysmal. They could not tackle anybody. Um, and, and for a team that talks so much wet coming into the week about how uh, Jalen Hurts needs to slide, about how you know they play this physical brand of football that you just don't see in the Iron Bowl. That was some dog crap from what they showed. They should be embarrassed that they talked that much and and had that showing. On some of those C.D. Lamb touchdowns, uh, Jalen Hurts did not even break a sweat. He fumbled once. He threw a pick. He didn't sweat. Oklahoma was not sweating in this game. Texas, it's an embarrassment. Wisconsin got like their fifth-something shutout, maybe fourth. They're breaking records, that defense, and I still don't know what to believe in them. 38 nothing over Michigan State. Notre Dame beats USC in a game that was closer than I think we thought it'd be, 30-27. to um, Not much to say there. I think Notre Dame was probably more affected by Georgia's loss than Georgia is. Uh, Notre Dame doesn't control their destiny. Georgia does. Um, Notre Dame needed Georgia to look like world beaters, and Georgia came out and looked like the third best team in the SEC, maybe fourth. Um, you can make a case that that's where they are right now. I don't believe that, but... I honestly don't know how to rank the SEC teams as I'm getting off tangent. Um, from last week, I'm going down the list. Uh, Tennessee, good for them. They got an SEC win, 20 to 10 over Mississippi State. Doesn't mean anything, but you know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it on a week where Patrick Norwood's not on here because he would get mad at me most weeks. So I'm going to move on to 
I'm going to move on to week eight. Not much more to say about week seven, right? Um, so uh, we're sitting here. This is Wednesday. South Alabama Troy played today in a game that uh, they call the Battle of the Belt. Troy wins 37-13. I'm not going to um, encumber you with much more of that. Um, Clemson-Louisville is a game that a lot of people are talking about for the same reason as FSU last week. It's not going to be close, people. It's not going to be close. Clemson's back in a sense that they're back to being what they were last year. They're going to get to the play. This is Clemson. They're fine, right? They're going to destroy Louisville. People are going to start paying attention in a couple weeks once they get off their fourth blowout in a row. I don't know why Clemson's being overlooked so much right now. Honestly, people, wake up, man. Um, West Virginia, Oklahoma is a game that I think has a chance to get interesting. I feel sorry that Oklahoma has, has to keep playing 11 a.m. games. Um, at least this one's at home. West Virginia struggled, but historically these two teams play pretty close. So just keep an eye on it. I think uh, Oklahoma still wins healthily by a couple scores, maybe three scores. But I wouldn't be surprised to see this one close halftime, mid-third quarter-ish. Uh, Wisconsin's going to destroy Illinois, at least in my opinion. Wisconsin's defense is playing at such a high level. And this is a team that has done this before, run the went, run the way and gotten to the conference championship and laid an egg. And I think that this is a team that remembers that. Or maybe I'm full of crap and I'm just, you know, talking to my ass. One or the other. South Carolina's encore could be interesting. You know, they just beat Georgia. Now they're playing Florida. And a lot of people are going to pay attention to this game just because of that, of the comparison to Georgia. And if Florida comes out and wins against South Carolina like they should, a lot of people are going to be betting on the Gators when they play each other. Gators over Bulldogs, I mean. So it'll be interesting. I expect Florida to win, right? None of us here think that South Carolina is now all of a sudden this East threat that just all of a sudden, you know, decided to start playing well. And Georgia did as much to lose that game as South Carolina did to win it, right? Am I wrong? I think I'm right. Um, Florida's defense is really good. South Carolina doesn't know what they're doing at quarterback and whether their freshman's going to be ready. The guy that came in as backup, don't remember his name. He couldn't do anything. Um, so thank goodness that game came down to field goals for them. Florida wins it. Auburn's going to beat Arkansas. That's the game I'll be at on Saturday. Yes, I'm flying from the wedding in Durham to the game at 11 a.m. to Arkansas. Going to be a, uh, going to be a long day, but... I don't know why Norwood would do this to me. LSU is going to trounce Mississippi State. Oregon-Washington, a game that preseason Norwood and I talked about um, during our preview episode. I'd love to hear who he thinks he's, is going to win this one. Um, he was really high on Utah, and Utah's actually been taking care of business since they lost to USC. Um, I think I liked I don't remember if I liked Oregon or Washington to win the Pac-12. I'd have to go back and listen to it. I should start writing these things down. I feel really good about Oregon winning this game. South Carolina has been massively underachieving this season. Um, and I think Oregon is is sort of being overlooked right now. They lost to Auburn early. Um, but they haven't played bad. They didn't play bad against Auburn. That, that, that loss to Auburn was, was a lot more having to do with Oregon making self-mental errors. And they should, you know, if that hadn't happened, if they, you know, made two less errors in that game and won that game, Oregon would be a top eight team right now, if not top five. 
So, it should be interesting to see. I'm going to take Oregon in that game. Um, what else do we have? Like I said, Utah's been taking care of business. Norwood loves his forks. Uh, it's going to be Utah, Arizona State. 13 Utah, 17 Arizona State in Utah. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to take Utah. I'm not as high on Arizona State as uh, Patrick Norwood is. I miss him today. Can you guys tell? Can you tell? This is this feels like the most rambly thing. I need to break it up with something. Um, What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Yeah, just a little entertainment like that, you know? Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. We haven't even used that button this season. We've been slacking on the soundboard. Um, I even have some new stuff on here that I don't know that anybody's... No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I don't know why this is on there. When am I ever going to use that organically? Right? Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Sometimes I do. I gotta be honest. When Norwood's not here, I do hate doing this. Um, Michigan-Penn State, I believe, is the game of the week. Yes, that is the game of the week. Penn State's undefeated. Michigan is... We still don't really know what Michigan is. We know what they have the potential to be. We know that if they run the table, they're going to go to the playoff. And yet they're ranked 16th. They're not getting respect anymore because they haven't, frankly, earned any respect this season. In fact, they've given us reasons to disrespect them. Penn State hasn't. Penn State's got to be looking at this going, hey, we haven't lost yet. Why aren't we getting love like Ohio State? They can make a huge statement in this game. Uh, I like this Penn State team a lot, minus the offensive backfield. I love the skill positions. Um, I like Slade. I like Hamler. Um, and I love that defense. I think Penn State wins this pretty convincingly. I think they win it pretty convincingly. I don't think it's a very fun game for anybody to watch. I think it's semi-close for a while. And then I think Penn State wins this one about, I don't know, 28-17, 28-13-ish, right? Late fourth quarter deal. Alabama is playing an 8 p.m. game at home against Tennessee. That's just going to be kind of fun to see the lights at Bryant-Denny. Everybody's been talking. You know, remember Greg Byrne came out, the athletic director, complaining that they haven't gotten any day games, or sorry, night games, and now they have an 8 o'clock game, and now people are complaining about the 8 o'clock game. Listen, I love my Bama faithful, but you got to make up your mind. The team on upset watch this week, I'm going to go with uh, Boise State, number 14. Um, are they still undefeated as I open up their page? Yes, they are. 6-0. and I think they lose their first game this week. They're playing at uh, BYU, and I'm going to take, uh, take BYU in this one. I'm going to take the Storm and Mormons. That's about it. Again, this is really if you live and die by this podcast, because honestly, in our world, this week, this podcast is low on the priority list because my boy's getting married. Usually it's right at the tippy top. We always make plans about this. But my boy's getting married. Y'all gotta understand. This is a big deal. This is a big... This is Patrick Norwood getting married, right? I'm, and this isn't like we sat around wondering if he ever would. He's not like a like a, like a a sitcom sad sack where we're like, Oh, you know, lost love. Will, na- will he ever find love? No, I mean, this isn't it. It's just... I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about it that just... Feels good, feels awesome, and it's poetic in a way. And I, I won't be able to put my finger on it. 
I hope he doesn't make me give a toast tomorrow. I really hope he doesn't. Um, he's got he's got Rob for that. He's got some well-spoken friends um, that aren't me. But if he comes calling, I guess I will. Um, but I'll be really surprised if you listen to this before Friday. But I guess let me know if you do. As I'm talking to you in an empty room, into a microphone, by myself, wife's asleep. Just me. No one else. One pillow. One pillowcase. That's going to be it for this week's episode of Pat's Interference, people. Again, PI underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, Pat's Interference on Facebook with an apostrophe S. We always make sure to emphasize the apostrophe. Pat's Interference at gmail.com. I applaud you if you made it through this entire episode listening to me ramble essentially without stopping except for that one time I couldn't remember the dish's name at uh, uh, um, I can't even uh, uh, Panda Express I botched that today by the way I botched our sponsor they don't pay us anything they're not even our sponsor this is our podcast in fact I'm canceling uh, Panda Express right now right our new sponsor for today is Sunkist that's right take that Panda Express 